Hello. Here I am. I'm back again. This is your hostess. Back to the basics. This is season two, episode 29. Negrophobia in the Black community. So I know what some people out there who may be watching or listening is thinking, well, what are you talking about? What is negrophobia? Well, there it is right there. I went to the Merriam-Webster dictionary. So the definition is one who strongly dislikes or fears black people. Now here the word negrophobe and then negrophobia, that's the other spelling of it. Now getting into the dictionary definition, from uh, dictionary.com. So negrophobia, an aversion or hostility to disdain for or fear of black people. So I know for some people, now this isn't to insult anybody's intelligence, but phobia, of course, that word is the word for fear, which I never did understand. And I know this is a little bit off topic, homophobia or even xenophobia, because um, just speaking for myself, I mean, I'm very secure in my sexuality and I'm not afraid of the LGBTQ community. I mean, I'm not afraid of them. But anyways, getting back to negrophobia. An aversion or hostility to disdain for or fear of black people. So getting back to this picture. I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to talk about certain people. The first person who I'm going to talk about is none other than Candace Owens. Yeah, I'm going there. I'm going to talk about some of her viewpoints. And interesting enough, she originally um, criticized President Trump and then she switched up. So Owens, this is from Wikipedia. Yes, I used Wikipedia. Owens described Black Lives Matter protests as a bunch of whiny toddlers pretending to be oppressed for attention. Interesting. 
Owens has argued that African-Americans have a victim mentality, often referring to the Democratic Party as a plantation. I find that very offensive. Particularly that last part of that sentence, pretending to be oppressed for attention. Newsflash for you, Candace Owens. Oppression is the common denominator in our society. Think about it. Why hasn't there been a woman president yet? But yet there are other countries other than the United States who have had female presidents. Pretending to be oppressed for attention. There's no pretending about it. I don't co-sign on Black Lives Matter. But that was that statement was very dismissive. <laughs> Owens has argued that African Americans have a victim mentality, often referring to the Democratic Party as a plantation. So now I find it interesting how some people make very blanketed, broad statements. First of all, you're not my spokesman, or should I say my spokesperson. Even though I know that system systematic racism exists. All you have to do is look. Look at the education system. Look at housing. Look at the criminal justice system. Look at corporations. How about, how, how about let's pick Viacom? Who heads Viacom? Does anyone black sits on the uh, board of directors, anybody? Maybe one or two so they can say, oh, we have diversity. Yeah. Victim mentality, wow. <laughs> so you really think that African-Americans, we just, we just throw, threw up our hands and just gave up? that we don't try, just all of us are just out here, just, I don't know, not being productive citizens, I guess you'd say. For someone being so educated, um, coming from Connecticut, having gone to Stanford, you really have really bad tunnel vision. You really do. Really bad tunnel vision. 
the the narrow mindedness of your views are just ridiculous. The plantation is not the Democratic Party. That's just society as a whole. I mean, people could definitely argue that. Have, have you ever heard of the rat race? Oppression affects everyone. Even though you may or may not acknowledge that, Miss Owens. She has argued that police violence against black people is not about racism and referred to police killings of black people as a trivial matter to African-Americans. Interesting how you worded that, a trivial matter to African-Americans. So that doesn't include you. You didn't say to us, you said Police violence isn't against black people. Oh, excuse me. Police violence against black people is not about racism and referred to police killings of black people as a trivial matter to African-Americans. Interesting that you didn't say black people as a trivial matter to us. You didn't even include yourself in there. Hmm. So what you trying to say? You trying to say low key that you're not black? She has attributed economic improvements for African Americans such as low unemployment rate to Trump's presidency. What economic improvements when when we have COVID-19 going on? When people had to literally shut down and some people are just now getting back to work. Some people are still out of work. So what economic improvements are you talking about? When asked if it was problematic that white supremacist groups such as the Ku Klux Klan support Trump, Owens answered that Antifa was more prevalent than the KKK. So you didn't even answer the question. You 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 pretty much deferred. You didn't you didn't even answer the question. You didn't even you didn't even give a yes or no. So you pretty much deflected, should I say? You deflected. You didn't answer. You see, that's what a politician does, not a leader. Leader leaders answer questions. Politicians deflect. In 2018, Owens dismissed reports of a resurgence in hate crimes, saying. All the violence this year primarily happened because of people on the left. So everything is, so now we're just doing the blame game on the Democratic Party. And mind you, I'm a registered independent. I could care less about neither party. 
On Facebook, Owens wrote, I proudly self-identify as an Uncle Tom. Wow. So you wear that with a badge of honor. Hmm. During her April 2019 testimony before the House Judiciary Committee on the Rise of Hate Crimes and White Supremacy in the United States, Owens made the claim that the Southern strategy employed by the Republican Party to boost its appeal to racist voters was a myth that never happened. Oh, so now you deny history. Because it doesn't fit the narrative, right? It doesn't fit that right-wing narrative that you got going on. You should be really ashamed of yourself. This was disputed by several historians. Historian Kevin M. Cruz calling Owen's statement utter nonsense. You're not my sister. That's all I got to say. I don't care what uh, skin color you are. You're not my sister. Not talking like that. Denying history. all this victim mentality and all this other stuff, and you're blaming everything on the left. Which doesn't make any sense. Both parties are at fault here. I've voted since 2004, and I voted Democratic and Republic. And I don't wait every four years to show up at the poll. I don't just show up every four years. See, foundational black America, we don't need people like this who have hostility. Who have hostility towards us. Who happen to have the same skin color as us. We don't need that. You're not my sister. Hey, you keep following down that path and you'll see where it's going to end. I know that you have aspirations to run for governor of Connecticut or the Senate for, for Connecticut. You even said, talk about, oh, I might just run for president in 2024. <laughs> I'm not voting for you. You don't care about black people speaking in the manner that you do. You just want to make history to try to be the first black female president and not to mention the youngest president because the youngest president right now is John F. Kennedy. 
at he 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 uh was inaugurated of course January 1961 he was 43 years old and you're 31 so you're just a yeah you can be a senator you can run 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 for senate at age 30 so four more years you'll just be at the age to qualify for running for the presidency. So you got to be 35 years to run for the president of the United States. Plus you had to have 14 years of what? Natural born citizenship or be a naturalized citizen for 14 years. So you'll just be old enough to run for president. And even if you do, like I said, I wouldn't vote for you. We don't need Negrophobians like you in the black community. Moving on to, let me see, who do I want to move on to next? Let me move on to Keisha Bottoms. Oh, yeah. Let's move right along. There we go. This is also taken from Wikipedia. I wanted to just focus on her mayorship. Of course, people who are from Atlanta, Georgia, y'all already know the history on this on this person. In June 2019, Bottoms endorsed Joe Biden in the 2020 Democratic Party presidential primaries. In March 2020, Politico reported her as a possible vice presidential pick for Biden. And then, of course, we all know that recently, on August 11th, 2020, uh, Joe Biden announced Kamala Harris. When Atlanta, yeah, here we go. Here's my issue with her. Now, I'm not from Atlanta. I'm from Ohio. So when Atlanta experienced riots in the wake of the death of George Floyd, Bottoms condemned those involved. Now, this is a quote from her. There is something better on the other side of this. She also repeatedly condemned Trump for making it worse and stoking racial tensions and encouraged people to vote, saying, if you want change in America, go and register to vote. That is the change we need in this country. So you pretty much told people who were out protesting to not exercise their First Amendment rights, but to go register and vote. How? Okay. And you see, I got it. You're old enough to be my aunt, but I don't really care about that right now. Because number one, you know better. You're 50 years old, Miss Bottoms. 
So black people have been able to vote since what, 1965? What has changed since 1965? Has really much changed? And mind you, I haven't been around as long as you. I voted for 16 years and I voted for both parties. And guess what? Nothing has changed. I voted local, state and federal level. So if you really think that voting is going to just solve all of our problems. You got another thing coming. Moving on. Let me go move on down to Kamala Harris. Who was what? Not just a prosecutor, but an attorney general in uh, the state of California. After the 2011 United States Supreme Court in Brown versus Plata or Plata declared California's prison so overcrowded they inflicted cruel and unusual punishment, which is the Eighth Amendment, Harris fought federal court supervision, explaining, I have a client and I don't get to choose my client. Harris's record on wrongful conviction cases as attorney general has in, in, encouraged some criticism from academics and activists. Law professor Laura Brazelin contends Harris weaponized technicalities to keep wrongfully convicted people behind bars rather than allow them new trials. Harris declined to take any position on criminal sentencing reform initiatives, Proposition 36 and Proposition 47, arguing it improper because her office prepares the ballot booklets. So what she was trying to say was, oh, there's a conflict in interest. But John Von de Kamp, a predecessor as attorney general, general publicly disagreed with the rationale. In September 2014, attorneys for Harris argued unsuccessfully in a court filing against the early release of prisoners, citing the need for inmate firefighting labor. Now, I understand that California, I mean, uh, it's known for earthquakes and wildfires. But to me, that's dehumanizing. We're going to argue against early release because we need you to fight fires. That's dehumanizing. You can argue, well, they're in there for a reason. And I'm not trying to hear all that. They're still human. That's dehumanizing.
When the memo provoked headlines, Harris spoke out against the memo. She said she was unaware of it and the attorneys had produced the memo without her knowledge. So here we go. Plausible deniability. You know, when a person knows something, but then they deny that they knew. And like I said, we, we don't need anybody like this in the community because that, to me, actions like that says it all. Again, going back to Negrophobia, an aversion or hostility to disdain for or fear of Black people. That is hostility or disdain towards Black people. And you know what? I wasn't going to go here, but I'm going to go there. You want to know why she was picked over Keisha Bottoms or Candace Owens? Because you know why? Because she's light-skinned. I think even I heard a clip from Joe Biden himself had the nerve to say, oh, um, she's our black brown girl. What? Which further perpetuates what? Colorism. You really think that he was going to pick Candace Owens or Keisha Bottoms over Kamala Harris? Oh, no, 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 no. Now, 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 now guys, remember, um, we haven't had a successful female vice president yet. So, you know, we have to ease into this. You know, she's, um, she's Native American, she's Asian, and her father is Jamaican. So she checks the, she, she pretty much checks all the blocks. She pretty much checks all the blocks. That's why she was chosen. Not to mention some other stuff that she's done in, in her background. And y'all know who I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Let's just say some people will do anything to gain position and or power. Let's move on over to Cardi B. This will be the last one. This culture vulture. So here we go, Wikipedia. In March 2019, a live stream from Instagram resurfaced from 2016 where she can be heard claiming that in the past she had drugged and robbed men who willingly came with her to hotel 
rooms for sex. She stated that the men she referred to were conscious, willing, and aware. First of all, you just said that you had drugged them and robbed them. So if you drugged someone, how are they aware? See, I I have zero tolerance for sexual assault and sexual harassment and predators. Let, let me keep going. They were getting twisted in the club before approaching her and denied putting anything on a man's drink. So you knew so you saw them getting drunk. You put something in in their drink. And did that. She added that she took some money from them because they wasted her time by falling asleep and then kept coming back. She concluded by saying that at the time she had very limited options to survive and feels a feels a responsibility not to glorify it, really. So I put a question mark there, and then I just put WTF. So obviously these men weren't a waste of time when you got some money from them, right? You just admitted that you had very limited options to survive. So obviously it wasn't a waste of time when you got money to continue to live. This is what I have a problem with is these culture vultures that want to be wishy-washy. And I don't, you know, I never, I never was a fan of Cardi B and I don't care about old, like whatever her fans, her fan base is out there. I don't care. Well, she's not perfect enough. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about look how she treats men. She drugged and robbed men. She saw they were getting twisted, meaning they were getting drunk, intoxicated, and then she denied putting something in their drink. Has anybody heard the heard the word rohypnol? That is a date rape drug. And that's just one of the things a person can put in a person's drink. This is a predator. We don't need a predator. We, we don't need a predator in the black community. That's why going back to this article, I literally put a question mark like what is going on with you? Yes, there are female black predators out here and nobody wants to talk about it. Because if that would have been a man doing that to a to a woman, oh, we would hear that all day long. He had no business doing that, blase, 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 blase. But because it's a woman doing it to a man, hardly anything. That's not right. 
So if you'll treat men like that, mm -mm, no. I don't care where you're repping from, the Bronx, New York, or wherever you're from. That is wrong. We, 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 don't, we don't need that. We don't need Jezebels in the community. Because these two right here, that, that's all that is. I mean, we, we, we don't need that. Negrophobia. An aversion. Hostility to disdains for or fear of black people. That's hostility towards black men. Now, now in Wikipedia, it didn't, you know, specify black men, but come on now. It was written that way for a reason. At this time, you know, I would just like to take a moment of reflection. And send my condolences to the wife and family of Mr. Chadwick Bozeman. I'm so sorry to hear about your loss. I didn't know that he was fighting colon cancer. I do offer my sincere condolences and prayers to you. Had to pause a few seconds there to remember our brother who is no longer with us. Now, why did I do this topic? You know, I've sat back and I've listened and what I will say this is that and I know I can't speak on behalf of black men because I'm not a black man. But from what I've been hearing and listening and observing, black men do not want you know a damsel in distress. They don't want a Penelope pit stop. They don't want a Jezebel. 
They don't want someone who's just going to make excuses. And they also don't want an Uncle Tom. To me, from what I've seen and heard and observed, black men want balance. They want a woman of substance. Who am I talking about? Like Harriet Tubman. They want a woman of of substance. They want a warrior. And that is what she was, Harriet Tubman. She was a warrior. Our other sister that I'm going to put on the screen, Sister Shahrazad Ali, who is still with us. See, that's a woman of substance. You know, I was going through Cardi B's bio. And you know some of the women she mentioned who influenced her? Come on, Little Kim, Madonna. Little Kim and Madonna. I mean, that's it? That's who you look to for inspiration, for influence? Really? Really, Cardi B? That's who you look to for inspiration. Little Kim. Madonna? Oh, goodness. This is why some black men have literally given up hope on black women. You want to know why black men... Why some black men are dating out of their uh, out <laughs> out of their race? What, what should I say? Outside of the black community, that's why. It's more than just looking good. You can look good all day, and then time you open your mouth and start talking, some men are like, "Dang, man, whoo." You know, she she was looking good, you know what I mean, whenever. But then after I approached and I started having a conversation with her, oh, no, I can't. I can't, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't be rolling with that, with her, no. No, her, her mindset is, mm -mm. nah, she, 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 she's all about that bag and, uh-uh, nah. Nah, man, she, 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 you know, she, she was looking good. You know what I mean? You know, I was attracted to her, but not man. Nah, she's too shallow. 
I mean, she she you know she, she talks a good game, but she don't even know who she is. You know, she, she she's all over the place. You know what I mean? She she was saying one thing, and then like like five or ten minutes later, she she was saying something something completely different. And then some of the stuff she said was just negative, man. It was it was too much of a negative energy. But this is one of my heroes that you see on the screen, Sister Shahrazad Ali. I like to keep an open mind about certain things. You know, I'm I'm so thankful for her life and for the many books that she has authored, she has written, and for her being who she is, a woman of substance. I don't care about her religious affiliation. I'm just thankful that you're still with us because you are one of the women that I look up to and that I will continue to do so. Dr. Myra Angelo, she's no longer here with us. Sister Bea Richards, she's no longer here with us either. People will get mad at you for speaking the truth rather than being mad at the people who lied. And this is a picture that has Denzel Washington with these words on it. You know, it wouldn't be right if I didn't include the quote from Malcolm X, learn to see, listen, and think for yourself. For some, you may believe that this was a bashing se session. This isn't necessarily about bashing. This is about people who look like us, who are not about us. They're not about the black community. They can say it all they want to, but actions speak louder than words. Because getting back to the first person that I talked about, Let me tell you something. You don't speak for black people. 
I don't know why, like what even got in your mind that you speak for black people. First of all, slow your roll. How about you go eat some humble pie, Candace Owens? Victim mentality. Even so, if a person acknowledges that systemic racism exists, then that means, oh, they have a victim mentality. I'm doing just fine. You, you know how I know that I'm doing just fine? Because you, you know what? I learned to think for myself. We're both Generation Y. I came to a, a fork in the road and I'm like, hmm, do I go left? Do I go right? You know what I did? I said, you know what? Forget the left and the right. I'm about to just keep pressing forward. I can think for myself. I can read. I can re I research, read. I'm not going to vote for President Trump just because you told me to. I have a mind of my own. I don't need to be re-educated. Because you're the founder of Blexit, right? Exactly. So I don't need to be re-educated. I can think for myself, thank you most kindly. And I encourage anyone who is watching and or listening to do that. Because see, it's not about agreeing with Back to the Basics. This is about thinking for yourself. And when I hear some Negrophobian language, talking points, narratives going on, I'm going to speak up about it and speak out about it. Because quite frankly, you made some recent statements about, oh, I will fall on a sword for black people for them to not vote the Democratic Party or the Democratic ticket. And yes, I'm paraphrasing. You literally said that on <laughs> it for the public to hear. I don't need you falling on a sword for me. I, I can stand on my own feet, 10 toes down and take it to the enemy, to the oppressor. You see that? I'm not, you see, that doesn't sound like a victim, does it, Miss Owen? See, I'm a champion. I'm not whining and crying about being a victim. What are you talking about? I win every day. I learn every day. I make progress every day. Do you? This has been season two, 
episode 29, Negrophobia in the Black Community. I want to thank everyone who is watching and listening. None of my statements are endorsed by the United States Army, Department of Defense, and or any other military branch, element, or government entity. Once again, none of my statements are endorsed by the United States Army, Department of Defense, and or any other military branch, element, or government entity. I love you as a sister. It's important that I feel I have a responsibility to speak out against Negrophobia, particularly when it comes when it's coming from people who are black or who attempt to identify as black. Think for yourself. The Most High be with you to lead, guide, and direct your footsteps. This isn't about endorsing any political party. I endorse neither party. I vote for myself. I advocate for myself. And I encourage you to do the same. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm gone.